Okay. Yes, hello there. My name is Lenny D'Angelo. Uh, participating in the Art Sound Off Challenge. That's 30 days of audio journaling for the month of November. We are on 15. And 15, the prompt for, for, for 15, day 15, is uh, uh, unstuck. So the previous uh, uh, number 14 was stuck. Now we're talking about unstuck. I uh, I had figured out in the past uh, uh, journal. Excuse me there. That uh, when I what I get stuck on most is a, a sort of a finish, finishing following through on a, on a larger project. Sometimes that I should say, I should preface. Sometimes the project isn't even that large, and I get stuck because I reach a point that some halfway about about halfway through that uh, where I where I'm uh, really not sure. Actually, let me be honest: is halfway through beginning where I'm I'm moving toward. From, let's see, from a, a, a planning and preparational uh, uh, stage phase of something. Into a, a finishing, or a, or at least it's not quite starting where I get stuck. It's it is the starting of the second phase of a project that always gets me stuck. And I talked last time about why that is, and I actually uh, I wrote down what I think it is. Uh, but then I don't have my book with me, and <laughs> I wrote it down so that I could do this, and I don't have my book. So here, from memory. I believe these are my my problems right now that need to be solved in order for me to get unstuck. And because, and the reason why, here's the reason why this is important for me particularly. So this is going to be a little bit personal, but hey, aren't all of these a little bit personal? I have a lot of beginnings uh, under my belt, as they say. I, I, I am a man of, of beginnings. With a lot of experience starting things, and a lot of projects uh, uh, in the, a lot of balls in the air, as it were. Uh, but the problem is, I don't ever really do any juggling. I just sort of throw them up there and see what, and let them, let them. St I don't know. Somehow they just float. Oh, we all float down here. <laughs> they just sort of go up there and float. You'll float too. The thing is, I can't seem to juggle or or ever turn in. That's a, it was a terrible analogy to begin with, so why am I following through? The follow through, there we go. I don't have that. I can't follow through on things. I love beginning so much. I am an idea person. So... I've said this many times in the past. I have no shortage of ideas. And a lot of people's problem is the ideation. That has never been my problem. Now, again, I'm not saying any of them are any good. I'm only saying I've, I've got them in surplus. The ideation process never holds me up. I never feel stuck with a concept or uh, coming up with something. It takes time. Yeah, you got to be patient with it sometimes. Yeah, you got to beat on it a little bit sometimes. Yeah. But I, I always get to a point where I'm like, okay, I could start on this anytime. I could progress on this. 
I'm really good at the rough sketching. I'm really good at the planning it out. I'm really good at the writing outlines. All of those things, which are important, very important skills. But then I feel I reach a point where I need, I, I should probably just hand this thing off to someone else. Be like, look, I'm going to partner up with someone who's no good at ideas, but very good at execution, and I'm going to pass this along. Now, a lot of people have made that their career. Uh, Art directors, I'm looking at you. A lot of people think that that is a a high-level sort of a, that's the smart part. Wrong. That is wrong. That's not the smart part at all. It's, it's almost like the, the rules of copyright, you know, uh, uh, you can't, an idea, ideas are cheap, okay, yes, of course, it takes some creativity and intelligence to come up with an idea, to come up with a plan, I'm not saying it's nothing, but it is not actually the hard part, it's hard for some people, but if you think about the work involved following through on something versus the work involved setting something up to be followed through on, it ain't the same at all. No comparison. So for me, my biggest weakness is the second part, which is actually the most important part. Yes, of course, they can't exist without each other, but but a, a, a well-executed... Uh, honestly, if you look at... Not to be negative, but if you look out at the output of most artists and most of the creative stuff that's in the world right now, the creative product that's available to you, most of it is good execution, terrible concept. Most of it. I, I think it's going to be like 80%. Decent execution or, or excellent execution of a, of a, you know, a so-so idea. It, it covers a lot of evils. Now, of course, a bad execution of a good idea can almost be better sometimes. But I can't even get that far. I'm tributarying you again. I'm, 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 boy. Sorry, I was coming around to a point. Where that point exists in my brain, I'm not sure. Let's let's see if we can locate it again. Ah, it's a good thing about audio journaling. It's a, it's an exploratory. It's like the you're spelunking in a cavern in your mind that may or may not uh, emerge from alive. Be like those little kids got stuck in there because the high tide came in. Nobody knew how to get him out. A little bit like that, sometimes, in my mind. I got a lot of starts. I got a lot of things with potential uh, going on. And I, I set myself up with a project called Roughing It. I called it Roughing It because it was important to me to get those things to a point where they're just before execution, right? Just before uh, the, they, they take on their final incarnation. So I got sketches, I got plans, I got outlines, I got notes up the wazoo. I've organized my thoughts, here they are, and now it is time to follow through. And here's where I get stuck every time. But the topic of this journal is not stuck, it's unstuck. So, I wanted to do a little analysis of why I get stuck in that place. Because I think the biggest question to answer for me when I've got a recurring problem here is why? Not 
how am I going to solve it? That comes later, but I, I've learned with therapy, it's, it's often more important to answer question why than to uh, have a, a ready-made answer for how you're going to solve it, right? That's what a self-help book will do for you. It'll tell you the answer. But that's not really how life works or people change. you got to kind of know the why, investigate the why, and then explore out of it somehow. Change the why for yourself somehow. Why do I get stuck just at the beginning? Okay. And again, I don't have my notes. Reason one. Perhaps not in order anymore. Reason one. I'm afraid of making something that won't be great. So I get hung up on this idea that I... Well, the thing is, I, I fall in love with my own idea after all that time spent beginning. And then I think, I think this is a pretty great idea. And its, it's uh, incarnation at this point has a lot of potential. And that potential could be a for greatness. At least it, it, that's... Now, I don't, I don't say that out loud because it sounds like I'm an egomaniac. I don't... And it's kind of a subconscious greatness. I'm not actually believing that I'm going to make the greatest thing. I'm just sort of, it's just sort of a, a thought that occurs. And it's a subconscious thought. And it's one that's hard to shake. It's like sticking there. Uh, you should never reproach anything you're doing, needing it to be great. That's very needy. It's like going into a relationship uh, on your first date thinking this has got to be the one. Uh, no, probably just an awkward dinner conversation with someone you won't ever see again. That's more likely. So you probably shouldn't go into it with all of this expectation, right? My projects are the same way. I know for a fact they're not going to be great. They're going to be as good as they can be. Given the time that I have to work on them, given the tools that I'm working with, and given the uh, the uh, abilities that I have at that current moment, that's where I get hung up. That's where I get stuck. Because I'm looking at the thing that I want to do versus the thing that I probably will be able to do. And then I, I have a hard time being satisfied with that. It's very frustrating. It's like, well... I, I set this thing up in my mind, like, well, this was this could be my my magnum opus or whatever, and and it's not going to be, if I'm honest with myself. A therapist once pointed out to me that it was unhealthy to need anything that I do to be great in order for it to be good. I'll say that again in a different way. It's not healthy to need everything you do to be amazing in order for you to be a worthwhile human being. That's not healthy. That means that you've somehow dug yourself into a hole. This is the way I picture it in my mind. And in order to get out of the hole, to even be an average human again, standing on, on the earth, on the same level with everybody else, I have to get on a ladder and climb out of that hole for a long time. And then in order to be even better than that, I need another ladder. And this is this idea where the analogy breaks down. Okay, you're underwater, for example. You gotta, you gotta swim all the way up to the surface to even breathe. And then you have to climb up out of the water. And then you have to climb up the mountain. It's too much. 
to ask one person to do all that, just to be a normal human being. So that's where I get stuck. Everything that I do, I know for a fact it will disappoint. And I'm afraid of the disappointment. And the only reason it's disappointing for me is because I had a requirement for it in the first place. The only requirement I should have for that project is that I finish it. <laughs> that should be the requirement. That should be the goal, right? Just freaking finishing it. If you finish it, it's already better than it is now. <laughs> so, let's address that point somehow. Give myself a little analysis here. How do I get out of that way of thinking? So I know the why. The why is I need it to be great because I somehow believe that achieving greatness will make me feel okay. And if it's just plain okay, if it's just acceptable and finished, that's somehow not great. I need to re I need to basically reframe that whole thing so that I can see anything that I finish is a great achievement, which is true. If you think about it, it's so hard to get anything done. You know what I mean? It really is. I got I got rats in my attic. True story. I live on the top floor of a thing, and I got rats up there, and I'm supposed to go up in that crawl space and do something with that. It's not even an attic. What do I say? Rats in my attic, that is a metaphor for my life. Mm. Anyway, I come home late at night. I hear them rats scratching away. I'm not going up there in the middle of the night. They're rats up there. I wake up in the morning, it's, I'm tired, I got too much to do, I hear them scratching up there. I'm not going up there, they're still up there making noise. I gotta go up there when they're sleeping and figure out what to do. I don't want to kill any rats. You know what happens when you poison rats, everybody? Those rats get eaten by something else, and if it ain't a cat, it ain't fair. Because it, a cat's, look, I got, I got a lot to say about cats, so don't get me started. If, if a stray cat eats a rat and dies, well, circle of life. But there are hawks, there are other animals out there that eat the rats. Those are native species, they're going to get hurt. They, they, they pass it down, the poison, that's my point. Not only that, I don't want to kill anybody, come on. One of my goals is to not kill. <laughs> Shocking, I know. One of them, just one. Just trying to just trying to keep that promise I made. I'm not gonna kill. Okay, so I'm not going up there to kill the rats. My what was my point about the rats? I can't get anything done. I gotta take care of these rats. It's hard to get even a little thing like that done. That was my point. I could have used cleaning the bathtub. I got a dirty bathtub. Sorry. I'm a human being. It's not that dirty. I'm just saying it needs a little scrub. You gotta scrub the bathtub every once in a while, and it's hard to get your art done because the bathtub needs to be scrubbed, and there are rats in the attic, etc., etc. It gets to add up, you know what I mean? Okay, so anyway, it's hard to get something done, getting something done with all of the other things of life going on, still making a living, still paying your bills, still managing relationships, all of that. It is a great achievement. 
even if the end product doesn't show absolute greatness of you and your expression of that idea, whatever, even if it has flaws, even if it's not exactly the way you thought it would turn out, it's still great, it's finished. You know what I mean? All right, I need to reframe and get unstuck by allowing myself to celebrate something by just finishing it, just letting it be finished in whatever incarnation it can be. And celebrating that and allowing that to represent greatness in my mind. That's how I'm going to get unstuck from now. Now, there's a whole wide chasm in between me and this revelation. And and, and, and uh, making that a reality. There's a lot of work there. But I, uh, but I think it's a start. It's a reframing of that thought of greatness. There's a lot tied up in that little problem about self-esteem and those are big 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 problems that I don't have the tools to solve right now that's a that's a whole uh, a bathroom remodel install that I'm not I don't I don't have the wrench for that okay what I do have is a hammer and, a, and, a, and maybe some cork I could patch this up for now Okay, and maybe I can make this function until I can get a pro in here to demo the whole thing. Until that point, I'm going to just kind of like stem the tide, as it were, stick my finger in the, the, the hole here that's leaky. Whatever it is, whatever. Okay. Uh, the second thing I think I came up with that gets me stuck is, is related, of course, is the disappointment. Um, looking back at things that I've done in the past. And this one is actually a lot tougher than the first. And that's crazy. Because the first one's been killing me for years. I often look at my old work with disappointment. Uh, much, I, I'm, I'm sure I'm repeating myself. But much like a, a bunch of children that I had. That, uh, that didn't quite turn out. The investment in those kids, I don't know, they didn't, they didn't, it didn't pan out. Like, I sent two of them to community college, the other one went to Harvard, and they all sort of ended up uh, as uh, musicians. <laughs> and like uh, a jam band, not really good musicians, you're just jamming, you know, like, that's not good. Look, I, I can see that you're confident with the scales and you can do the transitions and all that. You guys are good together, I suppose. People seem into it. I'm, I'm a little disappointed, frankly. That's how I feel about a lot of my work. And that fear of having that, that, that feeling, is it, it's a dark feeling. Darker than it sounds. It sounds kind of stupid. But I, but often in a in a in a mood of sorts, in a in a particular sort of mood, I find myself looking at things that I've made, and and having a a, a real downer moment in it with those things. I don't feel that way, of course, about anything that I haven't made, of course. So the trick in your mind there is to say. Well, because I've only begun these other things, they still have all the raw potential that, they, that, I, that I built into them. Therefore, 
they cannot disappoint me because they haven't had a chance. They still like, you know, 10-year-olds who love their mom. Then I'm not disappointed yet. You could be anything at this point. You could be president. You could be the school teacher. You could be a librarian. You could be any number of, of things that we underpay but value for, for some reason, conceptually value in our, in our society. You could be a football star. Jackie's going to be a football star. Diane, of course, limited options because she's a small town girl and she hooked up with this asshole. By the way, anybody who's a fan of John Cougar Mellencamp, I want you to explain that to me. I can't. The other day I was in a sandwich shop and John Cougar Mellencamp come on a thing and I'm listening and I'm like, you know, every time I hear this, I want to hit somebody. I, I've heard this song, I, it plays all the time. That is that one and there's others, unfortunately. And they all make me want to hit somebody. I don't think that's good, right? So, I can, I can think a lot of artists I'm not particularly fond of, right? Not, not fond of them. Even contemporary artists who are really annoying. I'm not going to name names. Only John Cougar Mellencamp. I'm going to name his name. But I don't necessarily want to turn them off. Like, I can tolerate them. I let them play. It's fine. I can, I can hang. It's all right. I'll deal with it, right? When I hear John Cougar Mellencamp's voice, I, I, I really want to hit somebody. And, and that somebody is John Cougar Mellencamp. Okay. <clears throat> the project that started is not able to disappoint. And in that way, I allow it to be great. I think in my mind. And then I, and then I don't have to have that moment of revelation with it. Where I'm sitting down and going, oh, I put everything I had into this, and here's how it turned out. Oh, well. And, I, and the thing is, I'm not very good at the oh, well part. I'm always like, I should do that again. I need to go back and do that again. And that's a terrible place to be with it for an artist. You need to let your stuff go. And move on to the things you haven't done yet. And I've got a whole stack, right? So, that's a place where I get stuck because I'm looking at this disappointment and not wanting to repeat that with anything that I have right now that has plenty of raw potential. I would hate to turn all that raw potential into a disappointment in the future. This one's bigger than I am. I don't know how to get past that. Because honestly, it has a lot to do with it, with just coming to terms with what the, what your work looks like, coming to terms with that. <clears throat> because I don't have any problem putting effort into improving, but needing to improve in order to create in the first place is always a, it's a never-ending battle that is not a good place to be mentally or emotionally, not a good state to be in to be always lacking, forever lacking and never finishing. That's not good because I don't want to disappoint myself in the future. 
I think I need to take both roles. I think I need to be the disappointed parent who comes to term with, terms with uh, the child and, and, and evaluates them on their terms. I'm not a parent. I don't have any children. But I imagine this is hard. And you can't really express it except to maybe other parents who might understand it. Because, of course, your children are not going to live up to your expectations because your expectations are ridiculous. That child has a mind and life of their own. And it's up to them to find their own path. And your path that you've, you've thought about for them, to whatever extent you're doing that, tiger mother, uh, you you, you got to let that go at some point and let that child be the, who they are. And you don't be disappointed, you just accept. You be accepting. I need to assume that role for my own work. To be able to, to be to have grace with my own work. Um and perhaps if I'm lucky, other people will not evaluate that work the same way that I will, and they will find the joy to they will find appreciation for it. And my being embarrassed about it is it's not productive for that work. It's not it's not useful to the person who's who's enjoying the work. Nothing worse than by the way, you give an artist a compliment and they give you a hundred excuses for why it's not their best. Nothing worse than that. I know that as a teacher that that is not a good state to be in. So he, but I need to I need to do it even though I'm not doing it out loud. In public, I need to stop doing it in my mind as well. Just be a parent, be an outstanding parent, be a cool parent who lets your child be who they end up being and accepts them for who they are. That's that that is that may perhaps how I can get unstuck from that. And once again, there's a huge chasm in between this revelation and the, and the reality of the situation. But something I need to just keep in mind at work on. Get unstuck from that. As the child, as the person making the work, I need to understand that my intentions as a parent for the work are not necessarily how my life's going to turn out in the moment of making the work, right? As a kid, we will have a parent who expected certain things of us and we didn't measure up. We all went through that as children. You would think when you become a parent yourself, you sort of understand but they're not so apparent. Much the same with being the artist and the art, the, the, the critic, the artist, the, the art director, that you, the role that you assume is art director of your own work, and the producer of the work. You should understand intuitively that there is a big difference between your intentions as director and your abilities as producer. And allowing for that is part of the human experience of making whole creative process is really relying on that understanding and all of that. So to, to sort of put all that aside and pretend that these that we're living in a perfect scenario where it's all just going to be exactly the way you intended, it's ridiculous. And yet, I struggle with it. So uh, anyway, if I could get over that and just sort of be, allow the being to happen a lot more than the, than the forcing of. Uh, I, I perhaps could uh, uh, 
let this one go and, and maybe move on and, and start producing some of the work that I, uh, I want to produce. Okay, this is running so long, but I think it's important one. It's an important one. What was the latest thing? Oh. Uh, I with three. Came up with three. I think, that the, I think the one I should have started with because it was less heavy is the one that I'm forgetting. I think, okay, I think I remember. It was uh, that I'm afraid to pick a style and medium. And, yeah, that's it. And, of course, this ties in with the other things. Um, because there's no reason to be afraid of picking anything if you're not afraid of being disappointed or if you're not afraid... Uh, that it won't turn out great, you know. There's no reason to worry about what medium. You could just pick one randomly. Of course, you usually, you pick the medium that expresses the idea best. And that's where maybe I get hung up. Because, uh, where the, where is best? Where do I find the medium that expresses this idea best? Best is the problem. That's the key word, baby. Needs work best. There is no best. It's just, you know. Yeah, look, I got a lot of experience and intuition at this point in history. I've done a lot of this. Why am I getting hung up like I don't have the intuition to choose the best medium? Come on. Plus, there is no best. It's only what you're going to try and what works out. You know, you, you can you can always change at some point or make adjustments or whatever. Oh, some kids got busted real hard. Sorry, the cops, three cops in one truck, and it looks like a kid. I hope he's not my student. I'm heading to class right now. Nah, that kid ain't mine. I ain't responsible for him. Call your mother. She's gonna be saying, what's going on today? Okay, they looking through his, uh, they looking through his truck. That's never a good sign, right? When they looking through your truck. Don't drive a truck. <clears throat> what am I talking about? When you're doing sketches in preliminary studies, etc., etc., it's kind of easy to not have to settle on a medium. Sometimes you got one in mind and you just know it's going to be this or that. But I, I think I struggle with that too. A lot of the projects I'm working on are story based, so I'm thinking I could be painting them, I could be doing ink drawings, I could be doing digital, whatever. You know, there's a lot of uh, uh, opportunity to make a choice that, that expresses the idea best. And the thing is, when you're doing sketches, it's all like line drawings and stuff. It doesn't, it, the, the ultimate uh, expression of that idea in line drawing is different than when you have to paint it. I'm actually going through that with a project right now where I, I did the whole thing out as a preliminary story in, in pencil because that's what you do and then I but it, it was intended to be painting and so at some point I have to transition the pencil line into painting and it's a different expression and it looks different than I envisioned and even with all of my experience with this and understanding of this I still am surprised by how the differences are and all of that that one isn't a question about which is best, but it is, a, it is a, a, I don't know, at some point, there, there are projects that could be either this or that, and I 
not sure sometimes which one to go with, and then, you know, there's a whole thing there. Ah, point being, what? Point being, that's another way, to, the reason that I get stuck sometimes, is I'm, I'm looking too hard at, 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 again, striving for greatness, not wanting to be disappointed, so I'm afraid to make that choice to get started. Like, if I, if I don't choose the meteor, I can't get started. I can't be held accountable for whether or not the media was right, etc., etc. This all stems from the same basic problem, which is keeping things in the beginning stage is safe. That's the big conclusion. Keeping things in the beginning phase is always safe. Keeping things unfinished is always safe. It allows you to live in a safer place. It allows you to, to feel like you haven't. You, you, you haven't made any wrong decisions because, truthfully, you haven't made any decisions at all. That's where that's at, right? And that's why that's a trap. Because not making a decision is, is a conscious or unconscious, excuse me, decision to not do the thing at all, right? It's unconscious, yes, because you're pretending that you're going to do it someday, but you're not, are you? You're not. Not if you don't get through these blocks. So getting unstuck for me, it's got to be a lot about letting go, right? I have a very tight hold on a lot of these ideas and concepts and emotions, and i got to let go and allow things to be the way they be, to feel the way they feel, to end up the way they end up. Got to let go. There ain't no choice about it. Otherwise, it's not ever going to be anything other than a dream. And if you want to live in a dream, it's fine, right? But that you need to make that decision consciously. If a project needs to be a dream in order for you to be happy, that's okay, I guess. I mean, it seems a little unhealthy, but maybe you need to make that decision consciously. Like, I'm deciding that I'm not going to follow through on this, and I've got good reason to do that, and I'm not going to fight on it anymore, and et cetera, et cetera. That would be better than what I'm doing, which is pretending. And pretending, doesn't, it's never good, right? Never good. So that's where I'm at with that, okay? Good. This is a long one, but I think it's cathartic. Awesome. Excellent work, Lenny. We've made real progress today, buddy. <laughs> You'll be all right in no time, right? All right, see you next session. <laughs> That's about all the time we've got. By the way, your bill's in the, your, your uh, bill's in the mail there. Uh, your, your, your little pistol. Okay. All right, all right. This is Lenny D'Angelo. What sound off? Number 15. Oh, this is so long. Jeez.